This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay, so we're continuing with our series on leadership. So this morning, I want to speak to you on Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You know from which movie that is? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You all remember that. There was the queen and the evil stepmother. And she would look into the mirror, because there's a mirror there. She would look into the mirror and she would say, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? So she wanted some feedback. She was wanting, to, she was wanting this, the mirror to confirm to her that she is beautiful and the most beautiful in all the land. Did she like what she heard? Nuh-uh. She didn't like it. What did she do? She actually tried to kill Snow White because she didn't like what the mirror was saying. And I think that's just so telling of we as mankind. When we tap into our fleshly, the, the, the bad side of us, the old us, we just don't like to get the, you know, criticism. And who likes criticism? Anybody? No, we don't. We tend to want to shoot the messenger if there's a criticism coming our way. And I think with um, this evil queen, she literally t- tried to kill because she didn't like what the mirror was telling her. So some of us want to break our mirrors. Someone wants to get mirrors that make us look maybe thinner or bigger or whatever it might be. But in general, we are resistant to feedback. So I also want to say, the message I'm sharing today, I've been working on this for about two months, so this has absolutely got nothing to do with anybody specific in this church. Because sometimes people come to me, and they say to me, or actually when family members talk to one another, they like, did you tell him? <laughs> uh, no, he didn't tell me, or she didn't tell me. Okay, I don't know what your story is. I am just going to preach the word of God this morning. Amen. Okay, so, so it, this has been on my heart now for a few months because I realize how, how difficult it is for us to receive feedback. Now, if you want to grow as a leader, you need to be able to get feedback. So um, I was driving in Cape Town some while ago. I think I was renting a car. There was someone with me in the car, and I was driving on the, one of the main roads there. And uh, we were chatting, and, was, and, and uh, I wasn't focused that much. But I looked, I was wanting to turn change lane from the one lane to the other lane, and I looked into my mirror, I didn't see a car, and I, I, I crossed over from the one lane, to, and as I was going across, there was a car, <laughs> and the guy was hooting, and I'm sure I got a fist as well there, or, or a finger, I'm not sure, but uh, he was not impressed, and I felt like an idiot, like, uh, sorry, I can actually drive, I am sorry. But what happened there? There was a car in my blind spot. And I, I didn't see it because it was in my blind spot. I looked into the mirror. There was no car from my perspective. And the next moment, there actually was. And I believe this is telling for every one of us. I've got bad news for you. You have a few blind spots. Blind spots. Say yay. 
Whoops. But we, 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 we don't like to know that. We, we, you know, it's like there's a, there's a truth mirror of who we really are, and we don't like to look into that mirror. So what we do is we actually um, get a, a self-image, a picture of who we, we are on our best day with makeup on. You've gymmed for six months. You've fasted. You're looking awesome. And you, if you're a guy, you've got some serious muscles, six-pack. It's all there. It's all there. And you put that picture on the wall over the truth mirror. And you say, that's me. And we all do that. We, we see ourselves in the best possible way, and that's, it's, just, it's just human nature. We like to see ourselves in the best light, and that's me. I am awesome, you know, unless you have a pretty bad <laughs> complex. Yeah. So you have, on the left, your perfect little picture. This is me. And then... That evil friend of yours who tag you, that's why on my thing you can't tag me. I just uh, have, to, have to authorize you. So uh, other ones, real life people, profile pic, real life, probably more on the right-hand side. And then we have old Vin Diesel there as well. Oops. Whoops. Doesn't look like a six-pack to me. You know, but when you, uh, we like to put the best in front of the world. And that's just how we're wired. We like to, we want to, it's part of our, we want to be celebrated. We want to be loved. We want to believe people, we want, to, we want people to believe the best of us. And that's, that's normal. That's not, that's not wrong. That's wonderful. But there's an area we need to, 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 to look at. So I want to talk about that today. How can we actually grow? I mean, it's been a good week. Hallelujah for Cyril Ramaphosa. In Jesus' name. Coming out swinging. Yes. Swing some more. Sort out the corruption. Now, obviously, he's not Jesus and he's not perfect, but I've heard that he's a good man. From people who know him, that he's really, really a good man. So I am super excited about the journey ahead for our country. Hallelujah. But the, I shared this quote a few weeks ago. John Maxwell says that everything rises or falls on leadership. Everything. Look at our country. Jacob Zuma, everything went down. I believe with Cyril, things are going to go up. Different leader. One man changes the whole atmosphere because he empowers, he gives authority to justice, to do what justice needs to do. And it's the same in every area of our lives, whether it be in the home, in a family environment. Parents, you are leaders. How's the environment there? In your work environment, if you're the boss or you're responsible for a certain area, what environment are you creating? Or in church environments, what environments are you creating in the life group? Or Everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, the challenge is, is we battle to, res- if we're not doing well as leaders, we need feedback so that we can grow, so that we can move forward. Now, I have spent time with people. And I've also heard in other scenarios as well. But because we're resistant to feedback that we don't like, we want to shoot the messenger. We try with everything within us. We want to find fault with a message, with a messenger, because I don't like what I'm hearing. So I, I've been in situations, and we know in government as well, all criticism is you guys are a bunch of racists. 
but maybe there is some truth there, you know? Or maybe, um, you know, when, when sometimes when we don't like the feedback we're receiving, we can, we can contend with, but, you know, I don't like you, or I have no respect for you. You're just wrong, you know? But if something on the inside of us pushes back, have you experienced that? Hmm? I have. We push back. We don't like feedback that doesn't, because we have our picture up. It's my Facebook profile. I'm looking good. I heard someone, they prayed this prayer, you know, which I think is a very powerful prayer. May God bless you so much that your real life would be as good as your Facebook life. Because <laughs> it just looks amazing. Yeah? It looks amazing on Facebook. Every now and again, I'm like, man, these, this couple looks, they are in love. They are the happiest people in the world. I must come and sit at their feet that they can teach me. And then what happens? You get the phone call. Our marriage is falling apart. And then you sit with them like, I can't believe it. Your Facebook profile looks amazing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Jenny, I'm, this is the truth. It's like, no ways. You know, but we, we, we like to put the best foot or show the best. But God sees everything. He sees who we really are. And so I've been wrestling with this. How do we, how can I help you and help myself to get better feedback or to handle feedback better? So years ago, you know, this, it comes down to this. We, we are not very self-aware at times. And we need the people like, say, if you're driving your car, you're not seeing the blind spot. Someone behind you is like, hey, there's a car, there's a car, dude, there's a car, and then you turn. I told you there's a car, you know, but we don't want to. So, so years ago, I was, um, I was a very young believer. I think Sonica, we were not even married yet. Were we married yet? Which story? No, man, just the one, the one story. So um, I, th I think we weren't married, but I, we went on holiday. Maybe we were just married. And I was not very self-aware as a young man. And, uh, and I was passionate about God. So I, I would, when I would worship Jesus, I would worship full volume. Full volume. And when I'd pray, I would be shouting most of the time. I would just be, I am passionate about Jesus. And I had no idea that I'm offending and freaking everybody out around me. So now my wife, now we, so, so we spend time in, in worship together. And I've got my guitar or something. And I am loud. And she's like, she's like gentle. She's like, la. And, and it's not, it's, and, and she's now, how on earth am I going to tell Andre that he is, it's not working. I can't worship with him. I better to pray with him because he's just so overbearing. So, and this is like really sensitive because this is me and Jesus. When I pray, I have no idea people around me. It's me and Jesus. I'm in the throne room. Yes. So a few people actually tried to speak to me. Like we we're in a prayer, small prayer meeting and one of the ladies afterwards like, you really need to turn down. You're really, 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 really loud. I was so offended. I was offended for days. And then I went on. <laughs> so the one time on holiday, my wife had the courage. We were married. We might have just been married. So now we're driving in the car, and now she is trying to communicate this to me. Yeah. 
How can a woman be so unloving? <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> I was so upset. We had one massive fight. It's like you took a sword and you cut out my heart. My worship with Jesus. It's my everything and you're saying it sucks. <laughs> That's what I was hearing. It sucks. So anyway, I calmed down, I think, after three weeks or so. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, a few hours. And it sort of started to sink into me. And then I realized she's right. She's right, she's right. I need to tone it down. I need, I, I'm, not, I'm not honoring the people around me. I'm not, I'm not being sensitive to those around me. And, and we can't actually have... So I started to do everything softer. I know you think you're right. <laughs> But uh, it, made, it made a massive, brought a massive change in our relationship. And it made me self, more self-aware on a whole bunch of areas. And, and I just realized we battle to receive feedback. Especially sometimes from the people closest to us. When someone you really, really think is awesome tells you something, maybe then you'll listen. And then your wife will probably say, but uh, I've been telling that to you for 10 years and I love you carried your children gave my life for you don't you think I love you so I want to open the door this morning for feedback now you have to say yay <laughs> okay but I'm going to help you because I know it's not, it's not easy for us but I'm so thankful I had to learn to give my wife and the people around me space and authority to speak to me to tell me uh, it's not working. Oh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable about that. No, are you realizing what you're doing? And I'm so thankful for it. I, would have, I mean, if you're the dad of a family, you're driving the car, you're not seeing the car next to you in, the blind, in your blind spot, what's going to happen? Crash upon crash upon crash. So I want to help you this morning to not crash. Amen. So feedback. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. It's the breakfast of champions. So I want to quickly ask you a question. Are you a champion or are you a loser? And I'm not talking about your identity now. I'm saying if you and I do not receive feedback from people around, especially loved ones and people who care about us, if we do not receive that feedback, the result is you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So, so if we want to grow as leaders from where we are at to where we need to go, we need to open the door for others to give us feedback. Because it's the breakfast of champions. And it's still breakfast time this morning, so we can do some feedback. Amen. Okay, so let me take you to a scripture. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18. I'm going to help you. So I'm going to ask this question. Why are we so resistant to feedback? Because we have our image up and we don't want anybody to, this is who I am. And don't you dare say this is not who I am. So... In this verse, it speaks of, I believe there are two mirrors. That's why I'm calling it mirror, mirror on the wall. There are two mirrors and you need both. The one mirror is the mirror of glory. The mirror of glory. The other one is the mirror of truth. So let's look at this verse that speaks about this mirror. It says, nevertheless, 2 Corinthians 3.16, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord... 
the veil is taken away. So the moment you commit your life to Christ, it's like the veil is removed. Suddenly you become God aware. Your spirit senses awaken. You'd be like, okay, there is a God. He's powerful. He loves us. So, so the veil is removed. Then in verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So the spirit of the Lord leads to liberty. Say liberty. Freedom. It leads to freedom. But then verse 18, it says, but we all... With unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, now let me give you the key here. If you want to really be, if you, if you want to be transformed, if you want to grow into the man or woman God has called you to be, you need to come and stand before the glory mirror. 90% of the time. Glory mirror. God, you are amazing. It says it's a mirror. So as you look into the glory of God, you are seeing who you are becoming. So you're seeing the beauty of Christ. You, 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 you come and stand in the glory of God and you experience, oh, he loves me. He believes in me. I am his son. I'm a saint, no longer a sinner. I am celebrated. He dances over you and rejoices in who you are. He loves you. He loves you so much. He believes in you like a dad who believes in his child, even when they're three, four, five years old. You're like you believe in your child and you love them. That's the glory mirror. It's like, yes, I am loved. I am precious. I am special. Come on, let's say it, I am precious. Come on, say it, I'm loved. More than I can imagine. That's true. You are. But, but you need to, you see, if you don't come and stand before the glory mirror, you will never be able to handle any feedback. Because you would just be too insecure. You will kick back, fight back. You will murder. You will hate. You will, no. Because you just, you're just too insecure. And I'm speaking for myself as well. When I'm not in that space with God, I battle to receive feedback. So you need to position yourself before the glory mirror. The glory mirror is everything about who you are in Christ and how much God loves you. So it's like, you know, the glory mirror would be to have prophetic words about God. You know, a prophetic word is God looking into the future saying, wow, man, you're such a man of God. And now he comes back and he says, you are such a, yes, you are (laughs) such a man of God. Doesn't look like it now, to be honest, but uh, (laughs) that's who you are. That's who you are going to become. And that's where we need to be anchored. The glory mirror. I need to know, yes, this is who I am. Amen. Are you hearing it? That's critical. If you're not standing before that mirror, you will just be too insecure to receive anything else. But then when you do the 90% in front of the glory mirror and you receive the affirmation, the love of the Father, it says you're good. Your sins are washed away. You're precious. You're special. You're a man of God or a woman of God. You are are, are, are beautiful in my sight. And I have a future and a plan for your life. You're like, yes. It's like doing drugs. It's awesome but without the bad side effects. It's an awesome, it's incredible high to experience the love of God and to know how he feels. It, it anchors us. You see, the glory mirror, it, 
anchors us to go through whatever we need to go through. But then after you've stood there, you have received, yes, glory, I am loved, I'm blessed. Now, now you need to build up the courage. You need to build up the courage. You need to like, okay, truth mirror. Pull down the fake Facebook profile. Be gone. Now, let's look. Where do I need to grow? Okay, God, just one thing at a time. Just one thing. Because you'll die if he has to show you everything. You'll die. You won't make it. So God is faithful. He will just come and highlight, boom, there's one thing or maybe two things. And then, okay, oh, back to the glory, 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 glory mirror. Tell me again, God. I'm okay, yeah? I'm okay. <laughs> yes, love you. Believe in you. Great plan for you. I'm calling you into glory. And when you go, come to the truth mirror and it points out the area where you need to grow at, the area where, where you need some help, then glory flows from the glory mirror into those areas. The upgrades come. God loves us so much that he would say, hey, blind spot, you're going to crash into the car. Look. <laughs> Wake up. You know? So if God would reveal everything to you, you'll freak out. But he's faithful. But one thing at a time. Okay, quick question. Who is 100% like Jesus in this house right now? Quickly raise your hand. Okay, there's a hand. <laughs> but for the record, none of us are yet like Jesus completely. We are on a journey. It says you will be transformed into the glory of God. You'll be transformed into who he is. So what does it mean for you and me? I need to change. Come on, let's say it. I need to change. Yeah. This might be news for you. But when I was like a student 20 years ago or so, I remember the one night I was in a service and the Lord revealed to me my own heart and it was wicked. It was stuffed up. I was like, oh my shattered nerves. <laughs> God, how can you use me if I am this corrupt? That's how I, it's like God just revealed to me, and then I prayed the scary prayer, and I said, Lord, break me. Do what you need to do. Break me. I can tell you some stories of God breaking me. But every time it was, even when, and this is the biggest challenge, when the feedback is wrong. This is the biggest challenge. When it's a leader or a loved one that comes and they say something that's absolutely wrong it's still a win because you're going through a furnace and you're going to grow amen the challenge is that even when it's your enemy speaking to you saying to you how wrong you are there's probably 10 percent you can receive that is maturity that is maturity even the 10 percent and this is one of the keys you need to whatever feedback you get from a boss from a, a, a colleague, from a believer, from your spouse, from whoever. If you are unsure, if you really feel this isn't true, take that feedback to someone that cares about you and say, hey, now be honest. First tell me I'm awesome. You're awesome. Thank you. Now, is there some truth in this? Is there some truth in this? Let them speak the truth to you. You need it. I need it. Otherwise, we won't grow. Come on. Amen. So you need the 90% glory mirror and then a 10% in the truth mirror. So let's quickly look at 
a few ways that God speaks to us. I want to get to people lastly, but I just want to highlight, want to highlight a few things. First, God's word. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 to 17, it says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It reveals what is wrong. But do you know how we read it? We're reading it like, yeah, this is good stuff. This is the word of God. It is powerful. Man, my wife really needs to read this. It says, woman, submit. I'm like, woman, submit. And then we miss the next verse that says, and husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, laying down his life for her. That's how we read it. We look at what everybody else needs to do, and we don't really look at it from, I've got a blind spot. Word of God, speak. The word of God's like a sword. It cuts, but we tend to use it to cut others down, but not to cut to self. First cut self, and then obviously give the word to others. But in general, just for all the married people in the house, I've tried this. It doesn't work to preach at your wife. Any spouses experience that? It doesn't work when you preach at one another. I'm not telling my wife, but I'm a preacher. This is what we do. It's just we, it just doesn't work like it. Use the word for yourself and love your partner and allow God to speak to them. Allow God to convict them. That's the second one. God's spirit. I mean, just let finish that first verse there. It says, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Okay, glory. Now, the second area where we get feedback is God's spirit. John 16, verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So God's spirit is like a fire that burns. And it's supposed to burn away bad attitudes. It's supposed to convict us when we do wrong things. So every now and again, I, it's like after something, I said something, and I, I feel the Holy Spirit just coming knocking on my door. Andre, that wasn't... That wasn't that wasn't the right edit. That, that, that wasn't the right words. Maybe your heart was good, but the words that came out wasn't so right. So they ask, Lord, forgive me. And if I need to speak to someone, I go to speak to them. Same in our marriage. I've tell you how many times, because I mean, we only fight once every 10 years, as we've often said, which is a joke. Um, but I've seen it with us. You know, something happens, we miss one another, and we like, we're angry, or I'm like, I'm walking away. I'm going to say something stupid now. I'm walking away. So then I go and try and spend time with God, or I go and try and do something else. And all I know is I hear the knock of the Holy Spirit on my heart. Andre, go make right. And same knocking at her door. Both of us, we're having knocking on our doors. Go make right. So I want to ask this question, how soft is your heart? Because we spoke about it a few weeks ago. A great leader, thick skin, soft heart. How soft is your heart? Can I tell you, you can taste it. How long does it take, if you're married, how long does it take you to make right with your partner? Do you for three days not talk to one another? Can I say to you, there's hard hearts. There are hard hearts there. Something's wrong. Because we can't exist. We can't sleep. It's like lights on till we sort this out. So the Holy Spirit comes and knocks on our hearts. So how do you, how, is, there, is there a hard heart there? Again, I'm pulling down your Facebook profile and I'm putting up a mirror there. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Because you know what normally happens? And that's the next point. 
So the word of God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit comes and knocks on our doors. I just know with me and Sonic, uh, we, we, we don't go a night without sorting out our stuff. I really want to encourage you to do that. And I really want to encourage you to first look at yourself before you point the finger at your partner. Make right. So the third area is circumstances. Circumstances that speaks to us. You know, I've sat with people, even pastors, leaders. And I'm like, dude, you've got issues in your life. There's failure upon failure upon failure in your life. I'm not talking about anybody in this church. I'm talking about in a Shofar family. We're overseeing 50 churches. So I, I sat with people in the past. I'm like, come on, just look at your life. It's a mess. Your marriage is falling apart. Your finances are falling apart. And there's just carnage, ministry carnage upon ministry carnage. Uh, and, and you go through it. And this is what normally happens. You go through someone and say, okay, what happened there? Well, it was them. It was their fault. Okay, and then that one, oh, yeah, them, they did it, or her, she did it. Uh, okay, then, I'm like, dude, get a life. Are you that blind? Come on, actually evaluate your life. So failure is a significant, significant voice that must speak to us. And often failure comes when we're not listening to the people around us. So then life happens. Failure happens. You hit the wall. Pain begins to speak. And the biggest mistake you can make when pain speaks to you is to blame the rest of the world. Do not blame. Say, okay, I need to work on something here. No, it's not Jacob Zuma's fault. No, it's not. No, no. Bring it home, Boiki. Bring it home. It's your marriage that's failing. Bring it home. Maybe you need to work on it. Maybe it's your relationship that's failing. Maybe it's your, you need to evaluate. Okay, then we go back to the glory. Remember the glory. You are awesome. Come on, let's say it. I'm awesome. Okay, so you bask there. You get the courage and you come back to my sermon. Look in the mirror so that God can help you. If you don't see something that's wrong, God can't help you. Glory cannot flow in. And if you want to become a great leader, you need to receive it. Okay, so let's look at the last one. People. So I want to read a few verses because it's something I battle with every now and again. Because I want to help people. Do you know that everybody around you probably sees what's wrong, but you don't? That's how it works. Everybody work. Man, that guy's got an uh, anger issue, you know, or whatever. Everybody knows it. That's something we need to ask. Hey, um, hmm. I'll get to how how that works now. But what I battle sometimes with is I want to help somebody. I want to, come on, I love you. I care about you. I'm seeing a massive blind spot there. I want to save your situation. And then you become the enemy. They, They literally hate you. They think you are evil. It's happened a few times. Um, And so I've been asking the Lord, okay, God, so who should I help and who should I not help? And these scriptures actually speaks about this. Look at this. The question is, are you a fool or are you a wise man or a wise woman? Because that's the question the Bible says. He asks us. Proverbs 9 verse 8. It says, so don't bother correcting mockers. Mocker or scoffer is a disagreeable, unpleasant person. They will only hate you. Don't try and help them. They're going to crash. But correct the wise and they will love you. May we be a wise church, Jesus. 
May we be people that are passionate about growing in God. So like, give me feedback. Come on, I can take it. I've been in the glory mirror for a while. I think I'm strong enough now. Tell me one thing that I can, can grow in. One area that I can, can, can be strengthened in. Every one of us have a blind spot. Come on, let's say it. I have a blind spot. Come on, let's say it. I need people to give me feedback. You do. I need it. I need feedback. You must thank my wife. Otherwise, I would have been singing like a crazy person. (laughs) Proverbs 9 verse 10. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. So a holy reverence for who God is, it brings sanity to our, to, to, to our minds. It, it, it helps us with wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. Again, the blessing. And it says, if you become wise, and you, will be, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. You will be the one to suffer. But if we embrace feedback, we will be blessed. Proverbs 15, 31. Just quickly go through a few. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you listen to constructive criticism, you'll be at home among the wise. You will become wise. Proverbs 17, 10. A quiet rebuke to a person of good sense. A quiet rebuke does more than a whack on the head of a fool. The other translation speaks of a hundred strikes with the rod. Won't help a fool. Now the Bible speaks that a fool is someone that does not, does not receive correction. Doesn't feel that they need to receive from anybody else. They just do their own thing. So my question to you, come on, let's evaluate our hearts. Are we, and I know we're sensitive. But I want to call us into the glory mirror. I want to call us into becoming wise. Okay, so I want to end off with this. Just two quick stories. The one is about Jesus getting wrong feedback. Because you're going to get wrong feedback as well in life. Look at this, John 10, verse 19 to 21. The enemy tried to bring a distorted mirror. So therefore, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, he has a demon and he is mad. Why do you listen to him? Now, that's bad feedback. You have a demon. But he was the son son of God, you know, but... if you are really, really anointed of God, you're probably going to at some point be called evil, okay? Just want to get you ready for that one. But it's a good furnace even then, okay? And that's why I said earlier, you need to, even if you get wrong feedback, you don't agree at all, check it with your loved ones, and they can help you. Now, let's look at Peter. Now, classic story. He is Jesus' star student. He's the man. Matthew 16, he gets revelation from the Father. He says, Jesus, you were the Messiah. The son of God. And Jesus is like, well done. You're on this rock. I will build my church. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of God. The gates of hell won't um, prevail against you. So probably Peter was like, yes. I am to the other disciples. I'm the man, guys. Do you see that? I am Jesus' favorite student. Hmm? Jesus said, I'm going to build the church with you, Peter. And he did. He used them powerfully to, to launch the revival, to launch the early church. Peter was this incredible man that God used so powerfully. But now look at this. Matthew 16, 22, receiving correction. Some background. Jesus was informing his disciples that he's going to die. And he's going to be risen on the third day. But he was basically saying, guys, I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer. They're going to 
I'm going I'm to die on the cross. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. So how's that for wise? Rebuking God. Yes. This shall not happen to you. So obviously he was like, Jesus, I don't want this to happen to you. I don't, I don't want you to die. This is not going to happen to you. Okay? And now look at this. But he, that's Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now remember, this was Jesus' star student. Now imagine, you know, if I was Peter, I'm like, did he just call me Satan? Did he just call me Satan? Call yourself a pastor. I'm leaving this church. It is game over. Bye-bye. Call yourself a pastor. <laughs> Are you seeing it? I mean, that's seriously offending. I was like, I was like Jesus, now if I was you, <laughs> I would take Peter for coffee. Peter, buddy, you know I love you. Eh? But man, we just have to work a little bit on some of these areas of your life. That's what I would have done. I was like, let's talk nice and gently. Jesus, just get behind me, Satan. Oh, my word. Do you know what this means? It means the challenge is on the side of the receiver, not on the side of the giver of feedback. Because what do we normally do is, I can't believe he said it like that. I can't believe she said it like that or did... How unloving, how unkind. We, you see, we want to kill the messenger. We want to find fault. We want to, no, 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 no. I'm not receiving this. And then Jesus comes to his star student and he says, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because what happened? Jesus discerned that Peter, there was another spirit working through, through Peter. And, and Jesus reveals in the next verse, he says, you, you need to deny yourself. It was when self comes to the fore, when we are focusing on protecting self, when we are focusing on, um, you know, maybe we, the different ways I think this can happen, but we can find ourselves what's called in the flesh. In the flesh. So you, you have a good heart, you have good intentions, which Peter had, but he wasn't mindful of the things of God. And then he was actually, Jesus said, you are an offense to me. You're a stumbling block. You're coming between me and the will of God for my life. That was basically saying. Now, this is good news. God used Peter to change the world. He's star student. So when you mess up or I mess up, it's Okay. When we are in the flesh, when we say something to our spouse that we should not have said, when, because of our insecurity, because of our fears, whatever it might be, you and me, we have not arrived. Say hallelujah. <laughs> Which means Jesus gets glorified. Try, don't try and be perfect. It is okay to make mistakes. I just want to give you freedom right now. It's okay to make mistakes. Just take ownership of the mistake. Now, I can just imagine with Peter, I mean, Jesus just called me the devil. He must have battled. Maybe for days, maybe for weeks. I still can't believe Jesus called me Satan. But he overcame. Why? Because a few verses before that, he looked into the glory. 
He looked into the glory of God and said, Jesus, you're the Messiah. And he had affirmation from heaven and the glory of God was speaking into his identity that he is loved and God believes in him and that he's going to be powerful and all these good things. So he looked into the glory mirror. He was strengthened. And then when the enemy tried to get access to him to lead him astray, Jesus could, hey, there's another spirit working here. Come on, turn, turn. And he received it. That is so powerful. So I want to call you. I want to encourage you. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to not look awesome. Don't be afraid when someone tags you and you know they should not have. Let's not try and put a false picture before people. Let's be willing to sometimes just say, hey, you're right. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Let's own it. Let's, let's humble ourselves. Let's 90% glory, 10% truth mirror. So look at this. So how to receive back. Ending off, just, just want to highlight four practical points. Number one, the onus is on the receiver, not the giver. The onus is on the receiver, not the giver. The, the giver of feedback and say it in the nicest way ever and still the person might not receive it. And even, so, so that's, that's the one challenge, okay? The onus is on you. So my question is, how badly do you want to grow into becoming, into being transformed into the very image of Christ? Because that passion will determine how much we would be willing to receive feedback from the people around us. I know some women here, married women, are saying, Hallelujah, husband, listen to the man today so that I can speak to you. Amen. I'm sure some men are saying the same. Then, second key, look into the glory mirror often. Strengthen your identity, your confidence in God. It's just amazing how the moment criticism comes, our lives fall apart. It should not. Amen. It should not. It should not. We should be secure enough in who are, we are in God and everything He's spoken to us of how much He loves us. And then we can do point number three. Invite feedback. Now, this is the key one. The one thing. You need to go to somebody after you've spent time in the glory mirror and ask this question. What's one thing you particularly appreciate about how I did that or about me? Just one thing, because I need it. I need some affirmation before you clap me now. I need some help here. Just say one thing. Now, this can be for a work colleague. This can be for a spouse. This can be for your children, if they say teenagers. Allow them to give you feedback as parents. And then point number two, what's one thing you see me doing or failing to do that you think I should change? Do you know what happens if you do that to your wife or your husband? They're going through a list in their heads. <gasps> Only one. Only one. I want more. I want more. <laughs> and then you need to prioritize. Which is the which most important, most important, most important one. <laughs> which is the most important one. And then give that feedback. We can't handle ten things, but we can handle one. If we have been standing in the glory mirror. Come on, this is powerful. There are so many things that God wants to speak to you and me. 
but he can't. Unless we listen to people who care about us speaking into our lives. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to crash the car. I don't want to crash the family. I don't want to crash this church. That's why I am open. As the whole process we've been doing with a vision mission, we are opening the door for people to give, in, to give their inputs. I'm going to give input. I'm seeing this more and more. One of the biggest mistakes leaders can make on any level, whether it be parents or whoever, is to think you know it all. God will hide things in other people so that you can realize I need people. So he will speak to others. He will put the keys of everything you're looking for. He hides it in other people. And only if you humble yourself and you're like, give me some feedback. What do you guys think? I love it. I love it when, when the solution didn't come from me. It came from someone else. I've often said this, but you know, I've been in meetings, in our office meetings, and then um, Sonica would you know, have an idea. This happened a few times in the past, and she'd have an idea, and my response would be in my head, man, that's a dumb idea. And then after I think a little bit in the meeting about it, I'm like, that's not, that's not a bad idea. And then as I go for the flip, that's a great idea I had. Man. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But it, honestly, it's, it's actually amazing. Husbands, God has hidden some things in your spouse that will save your life. Wives, God has hidden some things in your husband that will save your life. How about engaging? If you're not married, what about talking to your friends? Ask the questions. Why do you think I have very few friends? You ask your one friend you might have. <laughs> maybe I'm, guys, maybe the answer would be, have you realized your breath really stinks? Well, thank you, Jesus. We can solve that. That's a silly example. But you need, to, you need to open the door to others to give that input. It will bring a massive change. Okay, so again, 90% glory and just a little bit. Hey, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? Okay, come on. Who can do this? Come on. Can you do this? You can do this. Come on. We're raising up leaders. We are raising up leaders in this church. Amen. So can I make an announcement for those who haven't heard this yet? That we're going to give you feedback. And the higher you go into leadership, the more feedback I'm going to give you. Welcome to church. And if that shocks you, hey, Jesus rebuked Peter. Come on, let's do this. Because this surprises me sometimes that people, Christians, are shocked when someone gives them feedback. Like, oh, no, man. Come on, that's how we're going to grow. We love one another. Let's do it. Amen. Please stand with me. I'm going to pray for us. Okay, so feedback is the breakfast of champions. And I am seeing a whole lot of champions in front of me. Come on, let's say it. I'm a champion. Yes, you are. You are a champion. And this is a heart. The Lord has spoken to us. We're focusing on quality, not quantity. Quality of people, not quantity. Depth in God, depth of relationships, not just numbers. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. 
go to www.chevronline.tv to download and share. Sing.